Are you ready to take your Ford ownership to the next level? Introducing Ford Pass at Jim K. Ford. Your passport to a world of convenience and control. Start your vehicle remotely. Lock or unlock it from your smartphone. Receive instant alerts about your vehicle's health and schedule service appointments. Don't miss out on the Ford Pass revolution at Jim K. Ford. 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or online at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln. We say yes! Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast with Steve Warren and the coach, Greg Kennedy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast. And we're coming at you on a Sunday afternoon right after the Senators finished up a tidy victory Saturday night over the Calgary Flames. And uh, one of the stars of that game was Drake Batherson with a goal and an assist starting to heat up a little bit. <laughs> and very pleased to be joined by Drake Batherson on the line right now. Drake, how are you today? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been a while. And uh, I was thinking that the last time we had you on was just before the season started. Hopes were high and everything and still are. It's very early in the season. But uh, it's been quite a month, hasn't it, both on and off the ice? <laughs> yeah, no, it's been obviously pretty crazy we've probably had two years worth of drama in about in two weeks so no there's been a lot going on for sure but uh it's honestly been a pretty good pretty good mood around the dressing room uh, with everything going on uh on the outside so uh hasn't been uh too bad obviously we wanted to get a few more wins but uh it's nice to get that one last night before Sweden. i wanted to ask drake are, are you a mental prep guy how do you deal with all these ups and downs and you know like the the fancy term is that we need to park distractions are you are you a mental sports psychology type guy or are you just a show up and go to work type guy yeah i think i'm just kind of show up and go to work type guy um i don't really pay attention to too much going on in, in the world anyway i'm just kind of focused on uh just just my job and being the best player i can be and uh you know, if I'm doing that, I'm I'm helping everyone out at the same time. So more just focused on myself and uh, yeah, just being uh, prepared any way I can for the game. So let's talk about your individual start. Like I say, you've got uh, three goals, four points in the last four games. So like I said, off the top, starting to heat up a little bit. But if you're to do a little self-evaluation, how would you regard your first month individually? Yeah, I think the start of the season was nowhere near where nowhere near where I wanted to play and uh you know the last week or so I've kind of um you know changed my game a bit I think I'm just trying to go get more pucks um battle a little more and I find when I'm doing that I the game kind of comes to me and uh from one of my battles and doing the little things right the uh, space will open up and that's when uh, my skill can take over so that's what I've been trying to focus on but uh, no, the start of the year uh, was not good at all for me, and uh, I'll admit that right now. <laughs> well, you pretty much had an opportunity to play with everybody, it would seem, between you know, you count power play time and then regular shifts. You, you I think, have you had a shift with Zach McEwen yet? Maybe not, but I think you pretty much played played everywhere in the top nine. Uh, yeah. Does it bother you? Do, I, I, I know you just said I'm a, I'm a go to show up and work guy. But there must be certain players that you'd rather play with, and and I, I I assume you take some of this as a challenge to to perform well so that you can play with certain people again, right down the road. 
Yeah, no, I was saying like the other day, like it's obviously uh, nice when you can just play with a line every day uh, and practice every night in game. And you just kind of build that chemistry over time where here we haven't been real, been able to really do that just because with our injuries and stuff like that. But uh, hopefully, you know, going forward these next uh, couple months, we'll, we'll stay healthy and we can figure out some lines and just start building chemistry. Obviously, the more you, you play with two guys, the more you know where they're, they tend to like to go out there. So when you're changing lines up all the time, it's tough. But uh, at the same time, uh, everyone can can make plays and stuff. So it, it's not too bad, but it, it's, it'd be nice to find a full line here soon for sure. <laughs> and looking forward here, you're uh, the big trip to Sweden. When, when do you leave? What's the itinerary like for that? Yeah, we actually have, uh, I think it's 10 p.m. flight tonight over. So we get in uh, early tomorrow morning, fly all night and just sleep. So um, pretty good setup. We don't play till Thursday. So kind of got like four days to adjust to the time. And uh, hopefully we can do that as quick as possible. And uh, we got some team building lined up this week, set up a bunch of stuff for us. So uh, we're, we're super excited for that. Uh, are you allowed to? And so that would be Forsberg and Brandstrom. Uh, can you tell us what exactly they've got lined up for you in Sweden as a team builder? Yeah, it's just I didn't, like uh, obviously a few few uh, restaurants at nighttime, team dinners and stuff like that. Um, paddle paddle tennis is pretty big over in Europe, so I think we're gonna do a team tournament of that. Um, and then uh, yeah, just kind of roam around the city and probably I don't know, do whatever, do whatever they do over there. I have no idea. I've never been there, so uh, I'm super pumped. And uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. And I assume Alfie's coming along. He's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a mob scene everywhere he goes. I would think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure he's a god here. I'm sure he's an even bigger <laughs> god over there. So, couldn't even imagine. And uh, super pumped. I think one of his kids plays hockey over there, so I, he's probably going to be able to see him too, which is which is awesome. And what's it been like for you to have Alfie uh, in with the group and on the ice and at practice? I know he occasionally did last year, but now he's a full-time uh, member of the staff it, 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 how's that been going for you yeah no it's cool obviously uh last year you would just kind of come in when the team was on the road like if you're injured you just come in and hang out and skate but this year he's like in early every day like having coffee with the guys and just just shooting the shit about anything honestly you can ask him anything and when you're on the ice and he sees you do a shot or something he'll just come up to you and give you like a little tip and it's like it's just it's just so nice to have him around and uh just just a great guy and he's playing ping pong with the guys. He's literally like one of the boys at the same time just giving us a lot of advice and uh he's great to lean on for sure. Yeah, the fans are loving having him back in the fold. That is terrific. But on on the trip, I wonder cuz obviously NHL players are creatures of habit. Here you got like you're going to have what is it maybe two games in the next 13 or 12 12 or 13 days. Um, and it's a big European vacation, right? Smack dab in the middle of the regular season is, um, you know, some, some, some guys would say, Hey, that's, that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a stretch to ask somebody to do that in the, in the middle of a season. I know you're super pumped for it, but is it, uh, yeah. is it likely to throw you at a rhythm or anything like that individually or as a team? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously Ottawa's gone a few times before, but that was, uh, before I turned pro, but, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a little weird. We kind of got to. Like the way our schedule's set up, it's pretty good. Like we 
we played last night, Saturday, and then we don't play till Thursday. And then we play Thursday, Saturday in Sweden. And then I think we don't play till like the following Friday at home. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be nice to get like three or four days of, you know, good sleep uh, before we play a game over there. And then when we get back, same thing. So uh, I might have to hit up the Nordic Spa or something <laughs> on the way home and uh, get dialed in. <laughs> and you said you've never been to Sweden. I know you played overseas. You, of course, were in Germany. Uh, uh, you did the, the world championships a couple of times, but never, never to Sweden. Yeah, no, just just Germany, uh, Finland, and then a few vacations uh, to to Italy and stuff when my dad was playing. But uh, yeah, never to Sweden. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited to see it, and uh, you know, the boys have been talking about it. I feel like it, it was like me talking about going to Halifax for preseason. So <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty fired up. <laughs> and right out of the gate, you get a chance to get revenge on uh, on your pal Alex DeBrinket. Uh, obviously, the Red Wings got the better of you the first go around. I'm sure you're looking forward to round two over there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, uh, me and Alex were pretty close, obviously, when we played here. So um, maybe we'll throw dinner on the line or something over there, and uh, it'll be a good game for sure. <laughs> And Detroit, it's already there. I see. I, I I wonder. Will you? Now these things are kind of like you're all you're all National Hockey Leaguers, two different teams. But I, I'm going to assume there'll be some cross socialization going on between the groups while you're over there. They're for all the four teams, for that matter. Yeah. No, I'm not sure like how big the city is and how many hotels and stuff. So I'm sure uh, everyone will be kind of be doing the same kind of stuff we're doing. So we'll probably run into each other at restaurants and things like that so no there'll be a little uh socialization i guess with the other teams but uh nothing too crazy for sure now i want to ask you about a couple of your teammates especially the newcomers right now and 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 sort of get a sense of how they're fitting in Uh, and and vladimir tarasenko is probably the first name that comes to mind i look at that guy and i say you know i knew about his offensive upside but he's been a better defender more conscious about you know playing in his own end and back checking uh he's better in that area than i would have thought and how is how what have you thought of tarasenko's game and how he's fit in in that locker room yeah no he's been awesome uh right away we went on team building trip in preseason the maritimes and uh you know he was just telling some cool stories uh you know about when he won the cup and and stuff like that to me so right away he was just super talkative guy and uh probably the most talkative Russian I've ever played with. Honestly, he's always, he's always chatting and helping guys out and talking about plays and, you know, works really hard and obviously has a ton of skills. So he put that together. It uh, creates a pretty, pretty dynamic player. And obviously he's, I think he scored 30 goals six times or something like that. So a uh, great player, awesome teammate. And, uh, you know, he's been awesome for us. Yeah. And, and I would, I would, I would recommend people watch his visits to a number of children's hospitals uh, that he did about two, three weeks ago. And you really see kind of one of the measures of a man for me is, uh, you know, how they are around kids. And he is just amazing. He was so good with them. And you really see another side of Vladimir Tarasenko. And I wanted to ask you, Drake, about another newcomer in Jonas Corposalo. He's kind of, he seems like a man of few words, but uh, how's he fit in? And uh, what have you thought of his game so far? Yeah, no, it's funny. Like when he first came in, I thought he was like, this just like quiet. Uh, you know, the goalies are a little different anyway, but uh, he's actually hilarious. He's one of the, one of the funniest guys to to be around, always joking around, having fun, uh, um, like literally, literally all day. Uh, so he's been awesome, uh, great goalie. And, 
he's like the total opposite of what I, what I thought he was going to be like, which is, which is great. So, uh, no, we're, we're super pumped to have him, uh, a great goalie. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's hilarious actually off the ice. <laughs> and I guess Dom, we, we can't continue on the same vein here. Dominic Kubalik is another new player and who's arrived and you played a little bit more with him last night than, uh, than you had in the past. How, how, how do you get along with this guy? Yeah, no, super great. Um, we went for dinner, uh, together the other night in Toronto and, uh, and I took the bill and he's like, you watch, I'm, I'm going to score tomorrow night just cause you took the bill and like he scored right away in Toronto. So, uh, no, we kind of, we, we kind of been hitting it off and obviously we're playing together, uh, now. So he's another just, just awesome guy. Um, super, super chill, relaxed guy, honestly. And, uh, yeah, he's he's been awesome for us and uh, just another great teammate, honestly. Yeah. And another one would be Matthew Joseph. He's been a great storyline this year, Drake, in that uh, there's a guy that a lot of the analysts were talking about in the offseason as being maybe a, there's a salary dump so we can get Shane Pinto signed, that kind of thing. And man, has he ever showed up. And he's, he's somewhere around a point of game right now, skating like crazy, uh, great defense, penalty killing. Like, do the guys sort of go, you know, hey Matthew, what's gotten into you this year? <laughs> yeah, no, he's been he's been playing unreal, honestly. Um, like you said, been flying around, making ton of plays, playing with confidence, and I've played against him since my my first year of junior. So uh, I saw him dominate that league, and uh, obviously he's won two Stanley Cups. So I kn- we all knew he, he had it in him, and he's showing that right now, and he's he's playing awesome. And uh, yeah, no, hopefully. He can keep it going because uh, it's been it's been so fun to watch and uh, super excited for him. And since Steve brought him up, can we ask about Shane Pinto? Have you talked to him? Is he doing okay? Uh, I I assume there's a level of embarrassment involved here, but uh, but uh, how's he doing? How's he uh, reacting to all of this? Is he skating and still trying to stay in shape? I assume. Oh yeah, no, he he's skating and stuff and uh, working out a bunch. And I think he just can't can't wait to be back. Uh, with us in the dressing room playing hockey obviously uh, that's all we really have except on an off day we play xbox so uh he's, he's been playing tons of that i think but uh no from talk no me just he just can't wait to get back in that dressing room and uh that's what you're missing in the summertime you miss the boys in in the room hanging out so uh no he's super excited to get back and uh we can't wait to have him back for sure is there any good gossip from the room is there any uh any big news that some of the boys have got going on? They're coming into the room and saying, I got a new car. I got a new girlfriend, whatever it is. Is there anything good going on in the room right now? Yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy right now. There's been uh fantasy football has been obviously a hot top topic. There's been, there's been some trades and stuff like that. So uh, my team's looking all right though. We're sitting in second place. So big Sunday today and uh, looking to get a win over, over Norris. So, Fantasy football is probably 90% of the NHL dress rooms talking on a daily basis. <laughs> and how was, the, how was the Halloween party? Uh, a couple of weeks back now, what, who were you? Uh, who won the contest? Uh, what, what went on with the Halloween party? Who hosted it? Where were we? Yeah, no, we're just, uh, we do it at the Barley Mow there usually every year. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. I went as uh, Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. Uh, I had the whole First race. Race race suit on and uh the name tag and everything so uh no it was super fun i don't think i won best dress but it didn't 
it wasn't the worst for sure. So I'm always right in the middle. I just keep it keep it pretty classy and nothing too crazy. I don't want any face paint or anything like that. So I keep it pretty simple. So you had the full you had the full NASCAR suit on. You weren't in the scene where he thought he was on fire and he stripped down to his briefs or anything. Like <laughs> no, just the suit. Yeah. I was on the podium in the suit. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, we wish you safe travels, Drake. Uh, and before we go, uh, maybe a word on uh, how the truck's doing. Truck's all right? Yeah, doing unreal. I actually got the the new Ford Tremor. So uh, it's the new line that just came out. And uh, yeah, the boys the boys spoiled me uh, this year. And i uh, been super enjoying it a lot. Uh, when my dad's up, he's super jealous. So uh, no, I've been loving it. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Well, Drake's appearances are, of course, uh, brought to you by Jim K. Ford. And, Drake, we really appreciate it. Uh, safe travels over to Europe, and uh, hopefully you come back with a couple of W's. Sounds good, boys. Thank you. See you. Have a good trip. All right. Have a good one, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and get ready for the deal of a lifetime. Jim K. Ford is proud to announce the 2023 Ford F-150 clear-out sale, the event you've been waiting for. For a limited time only, Jim K. Ford is offering unbeatable discounts, jaw-dropping financing options, and mind-blowing trade-in deals. Don't miss out on the 2023 Ford F-150 clear-out sale at Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans, or jimkford.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks once again to Drake Batherson of the Ottawa Senators for joining us once again. And uh, he joins us, I don't know, every once in a while, three, every three, four weeks. I think he was late with this one. Um, we were supposed to have him on a couple of weeks ago, but couldn't get our schedules together. But uh, thanks to Drake for joining us right before they head off to Sweden on an old bird. And uh, they take on the Detroit Red Wings and the Minnesota Wild while they're over there, starting with the Red Wings on Thursday. And since we last got together, Greg, the uh, the Sens have gone two and one, I think, since our last episode. The victory over Toronto in Toronto, and then coming back with a thud, uh, losing to the Canucks. Uh, granted, the Canucks were here, lying in wait, and by the way, one of the best teams in the NHL so far. And then they beat Calgary on Saturday night. What's your general thought about the last three games? It's nice to win two out of three. It's really nice to win two out of three in four days. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, Saturday night was one of the few times where the goalie made the big saves. You know, I, when was the last time we said a goalie won a game for them? Right. I don't know that he won the game for him, but he certainly, his play in the first period, in the first 10 minutes, uh, Corpus Allo, I'm speaking of, was was top notch. It allowed them to get their legs under them and get in the game and eventually take over the game. And the third period was was. Very impressive from the Senators. I just keep looking at it as, you know, we've, we've watched this for years, right? Win a couple, lose a couple. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. You know, 500 hockey. Here they just won two out of three. Well, can you do it again? Can you win another two out of three? Can you win a, could you win a four out of five? You know, could you win a three out of four? Something, this is what's got to happen here. If this team's got to make up some ground, having lost games to uh, Buffalo and Detroit already this year, they've got a lot of ground to make up, as we know. So hopefully... Hopefully, you know, this is a, a turning of the page here. and We're going to start seeing this team win, win two out of three or three out of four. Yeah. And one of the nice things um, has been, and uh, any, any line with Stutzla and Giroux on it is going to be great, but uh, they decided to give Matthew Joseph a run with those two guys. And that line has been, uh, been really, really good. Um, I think it was a 10 point effort in the game against the Leafs, if I'm not mistaken. And yep. uh, yeah, that's been fun to watch. And, there's been a jambalaya, though, as we talked about with Drake a moment ago. Uh, he's, he ends up down on kind of a, a pseudo third line as they experiment with different things. And 
Um, generally speaking, yeah, that Vancouver game, it felt like one that could, I mean, you know, Brady could chuck if he doesn't miss that empty net and they go back down the other way. You know, it, it, you outshoot a team uh, 30 to 16. Uh, you probably should come away most, most nights with the W, but uh, it's still a team that is in transition from struggling to getting back on their feet. And sometimes when you're in that mode, not real confident, uh, those are the types of games that that sometimes ensue. But it, I think in the big picture, though, uh, and I know I have a lot of thoughts in this rambling, but I think in the last three games, Greg, I think there's more, a lot more positives than negatives. Uh, yeah, more. And, and the biggest positive is they 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 seem to be back to their identity. There was a little. They were way better on retrievals and and dump ins and and positioning and structure on the forecheck. The D zone still has its its problems, but looked better against Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like you, you're right. They they looked better. But <clears throat> I hate to be the negative guy, but we've seen this, right? They look good. They get a big win and then they come out and lay an egg or they come out and get bad goaltending or they come out and, and give up three early or whatever, you know, it just, they need to find a way to be more consistent. The number one thing this team does the most consistently is play inconsistently. And that's, that's been a factor for too many years. One of the things I've noticed in well, not just this season in, in general is that when the times are, because we say it in golf, we say it in hockey, in every sport, never get too high, never get too low. And there's a reason that that's trite. There's a reason that's cliche, because it is so, so true. When this team does get on a little roll, maybe a two- or three-game winning streak, or they're blowing somebody up one night, it almost seems like they get ahead of themselves. And 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 just like, okay, party's on, boys. Let's go score some goals. Let's go have some fun. Never too high, never too low. And I think that's part of why, in recent seasons, they've been that two steps forward, one step back, or one step forward, two steps back type of a team and why they've hovered around 500 for as long as they have. Yeah, I think you're bang on, Steve. It's We used to chalk it up to immaturity, right? They're, they're young guys, young pros, but these guys have been through this a lot now. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's there's the young guys are now older guys and, and they should be uh, reacting differently to to game by game situations and, and situations that pop up within the game. Things should be better. And, and that's one of the biggest frustrations that fans have. You know, the, the rebuild is over. Well, things should be better now. And they just it hasn't happened yet. And people are getting frustrated. Yeah, for sure. They have a bit of a, I guess, a slight conundrum in that uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, I think if he plays another game now, if he goes down to the minors, he would have to clear waivers again when that happens. And so will you take that chance again if you're the Sens and send him down and risk losing him on waivers? Would you maybe, because Hamannick had a, oof, yeah. in that game against Calgary, man, on that two-on-one, um, I forget who got the goal. Anyway, he just he, he's basically deer in the headlights up at the blue line. It was and now granted it was a bad pass back to the point from Parker Kelly. It resulted in an interception. You would be immediately on them if you were the coach of Travis Hamannick. Either get the puck or get the body. You can't get neither, and that was the case there. It led to a two-on-one and Calgary's only goal. And so I had the kind of the Hamannick haters out there kind of going, oh, come on. And so how are you handling things? Are you going to put JBD down in the minors at some point, or are you going to maybe try something different? I think the situation is this, Steve. It's quite simple. You need to win games. You need to do whatever you can to win games. You need to put your best 
roster, best lineup on the ice to win games. And if you believe that Jacob Bernard Docker gives you a better chance to win, then he has to play and deal with whatever happens later. I just think that that's where they should be at. If I, if I were the coach or if I were the GM or running the program there, that's, that's where I'd be at. Wins is the number one priority and whatever we need to do to get wins is what we have to do. And unfortunately that means you might have to risk losing JBD in a waiver wire. Um, You can't go to Europe here without them. I don't think they can. Like you've got to bring at least at yeah, least seven, seven, if not eight, to 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 go over there. So they're they're in a tough spot. I agree. But if 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 JBD is the best player on the ice, then he should be playing. And it's an issue because uh, obviously guys are getting healthy, as we mentioned with Drake. You got Artem Zub back in the lineup. You've got Eric Brandstrom back there as well. And uh, while I don't look at Brandstrom as you know a world beater in the game or anything like that yet, he's still young. Uh, at the same time, I think he's a sizable upgrade on the Matin Palos and the Clevens and even the JBDs of the world. Well, I don't have a problem with Clevin. <laughs> you know what? I don't have a problem with JBD either. I, I think I'd love to see both of them playing. I, I, I think in a perfect world, Hamannick's in your bottom pair and he's not playing much more than 10 to 12 minutes a night, if even that. Uh, that would be perfect, right? If you could find a way to make it work so that he's in the 5-6 role, um, unfortunately, because of the injuries that kind of took that away. We don't forget Shabbat's out. So you're really kind of screwed up in the top four. So who plays in your top four, if not Hamannick, right? right? So that's been part of the problem, right? As you said, with the injuries, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I keep sticking with the same thing. I'm sorry. I'm repeatable here, but whatever, whatever collection of talents on the ice gives you the best chance to win is the guys that should be dressed and playing. I want to talk about goaltending past and present. Anton Forsberg in the present is not going very well. Um, yes, the defense in front of him, a uh, bit of a tire fire at some point, um, but improving. But Forsberg's numbers right now are abysmal. I think I'm, I'm just going by memory. I think the save percentage is somewhere down around the 830 mark, something like that. Those are not NHL numbers, no matter what's going on in front of you. So there's some concern there for sure. In the meantime, as we look back, go back to last year in that trade of Cam Talbot coming to Ottawa for Philip Gustafson. And Gustafson went on and had an unbelievable all-star level year with the Minnesota Wild. The guy was second in both save percentage and goals against average in the league. Talbot comes here. He's banged up a lot of the year, and he had a lot of bad nights. There's no doubt about that. Well, now it's like some sort of freaky Friday body switch with the two this season. Talbot is all world, great record, great stats, and and Gustafson right now is being horribly outplayed by Mark Andre Fleury. So it's just been a complete night and day change. It's almost like Pierre Dorian's vision for these two came right. true, but <laughs> there was just a year late. <laughs> Well, I think Cam Talbot started the year injured, right? He was yeah. behind the eight ball right away. And I don't know, was he was he 100% healthy uh, at any point during the season? Who knows? He just did not did not play well, could not get untracked, as they say. Um, and, and, and Gus probably played a little, over, a little over his head. He had a better defense in front of him for the first time in his career, as opposed to playing at Ottawa for, for bits and bites over the course of the previous couple seasons. I guess eventually everybody sort of settles, right? The water settles. You've got some overplay, you got some underplay, and then we just kind of settle. I think that's the same thing with Forsberg. There's a reason this guy bounced around from organization to organization and waiver wire claim multiple times. 
he is what he is. And I think what he is, is a, is a poor man's backup. I don't even know that he's uh, a good, he's not even a good backup. He's a, wow. He's, I think, well, you've always been a Forsberg fan. I've always kind of hoped that somebody's going to come along. And this year I thought it was going to be Corpus Allo, and I'm sticking with it, that he will be the number one here. Um, as, but, but to go to your point of Gustafson versus Talbot, Talbot's the better goalie with the better pedigree with the better career. And now he's finally showing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not that I've been a massive fan. I've always had the caveat with Forsberg of I'm always hesitant to turn a guy loose to do something he's never done before. And that's be a, a stud in the NHL to be a number one in the league. And that's obviously a concern Pierre Dorian had as well, because that's why he brought in Corpus Allo. Otherwise he might, you know, let Sogard back up. And that's an interesting, I think he's the, I think Sogard down in the minors is, I think he was the American Hockey League player of the month, week, something like that. And he's his stats are out of this world. So, I mean, it's a big step, obviously. But I don't know. In general, you're not – you're just not – I'm, I'm surprised to hear you talk as, as negatively about Forsberg. <laughs> I mean, it is only – what has he played now? He's played in five games this season. We all know – you can't bury a guy after five games, no, uh, because with an eight thirty save percentage, because he's a shutout or two away from having you know one of the best save percentages in the NHL in these small sample sizes. That's just how the math goes. Well, yeah, just as you can't bury him after five bad games, you can't elevate him after five good games, right? right. You know, I, I think that his his play and his numbers were probably inflated because he got he got some wins. He was in the net for some wins last year and, and even the year before. Uh, a lot of them down the stretch when when the games didn't mean as much to the opposition and the, the senators were having their usual late season charge. I uh, just, I've, I've never been convinced that he's a number one goalie in this league. And I think his play this year kind of speaks to that. He's not, he's not this bad, but he's also not as good as he, as, as his numbers would have made you think he was last year either. I just think he's a, he's a backup goalie. So two games in Sweden, as we begin to wrap the program up, that is Detroit. As mentioned with Drake, I'm sure the Sens would like to you know, another go around against the Red Wings. That was a game they were just dominating, if you recall, in the first period. And then Ridley Gregg has the cleanest textbook hit on Debrinket in the world. And that uh, ended up being called. Terrible call. And uh, Detroit would get a power play goal there and then just turn the game on a dime after that. I'm sure the Sens would like another go. And then uh, they get Minnesota while they're over in Sweden as well. Are they coming back with two W's or are they a split or are they going over two? <laughs> I don't know. Minnesota's kind of floundering a little, but I don't think they're quite where they want to be this year. Yeah. That's a game that you could you can definitely win. Um, it's going to come down to the, the the Detroit game as far as I'm concerned. And the loss to Detroit, that's a good old school, old day NHL four-point game, right? The, you got two that they didn't get two, so it's a four-point game, and they already lost one to Detroit this year, so they need to show up, and it's a game they have to win. Uh, you know, I hate to say they have to win, but really, that's that's sort of the situation they're in. They have to win divisional games, and I and I believe they've got to take at least at least five out of the next eight or so against the better teams. Let's call them in this league. You've got to you got to start winning games against teams where maybe you weren't supposed to or weren't expected to. Then you can say, okay, we're here, we've arrived, now we're a real team. Right. None of this, you know, win one, lose one stuff. It's just it's not going to cut it, Steve. They've got to start winning in games where maybe they're not expected to, and they have to win in games where they absolutely have to, right? Uh, I have no other way to say it. It's a, it's a must win, and you have to win. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. It's just a, 
you know, the team defense still needs to get better before I'll be convinced that they can maybe go on those four and five game runs because the teams that do that, you know, they're committed to the team defense. They they have the extra offense. They 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 the extra offense. That's not even English, Steve. They they have the uh, the desire to put defense first. Once you've got possession of the puck, then go have your offensive fun, not before. And right now, that's part of why they're having the one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back, all that stuff. You know, and and they right now still, even though there've been some really good moments, they still super resemble the teams of the last two seasons. I haven't seen a change yet, and uh, we'll see if uh, you know we'll, we'll see if they can snap out of that that nasty template that they're currently in. With that, we'll call it a day. Ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you being here. Thanks to Drake Batherson for joining us, as he does every three or four weeks during the course of the season. And, uh, Greg, special thanks to you. You had a couple of rough days in the old cold and flu department and powered through nicely here today. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a gamer, Steve. I'm a gamer. <laughs> He's a gamer. Uh, he throws some dirt on it, and he gets right into the corners. Uh, <laughs> thanks, to ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Don't forget our website is SendsNationHockey.com. I would encourage you, and this is almost a commercial at this stage, uh, to check out the Hockey News. I'm the site editor of the Ottawa Senators Hockey News page, and you can check that out, THN.com slash Ottawa. Greg's doing a little writing on there as well, although we missed you on Friday. I know know, I I was, I was sick under the weather, Steve. I didn't. I didn't come in with my weekly column. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg always uh, chimes in with a weekly column in and around Thursday or Friday. So check that out again. Thn.com/slash/Ottawa. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen, and we will talk to you in our next episode. Thanks for being with us on the Jim K. Ford Sends Nation podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and review. Share the show with your friends and followers or become a member on Patreon. Check out our website today at SendsNationHockey.com.